0: Welcome to Smart Casual, Image's first fashion podcast in collaboration with Kildare Village. Dealing with personal style in a way that speaks to you. Hosted by me, Fashion Director Marie Kelly. And me, Nivo Dunhu, Image.ie's Digital Leader. And me,
1: Image Publications Digital Editor, Dominique McMullen. In our 20s, 30s and
2: 40s, we're three women across three decades with three very unique perspectives. And unique ways of approaching our personal style. While fashion is always thought of as being visual, we at Image think it's much more than that. Personal style is about how clothes make us feel,
0: the impression they create in the world and how they express who we are. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to fashion. And we certainly love a chat. Welcome to Smart Casual. So this week we're going to be talking about confidence through fashion. I think all of us here get a huge amount of enjoyment out of our clothes. But more than enjoyment, I think our clothes are what really give us the boost we need from day to day to do the things that we need to do in life. And we all have a really different sense of style, but the commonality between us is that we all get a huge amount of confidence from our clothes. Uh, Later on in the podcast, I'm going to be talking to stylist Ingrid Hoey. Um, Ingrid is literally a stylist to the stars, so I'm very excited to chat with her and I think that's going to be a really fun, illuminating conversation. Um, But firstly, what caught your eye this week, Dominique? Well...
1: I have to say there was only one thing that stood out for me this week, which was the Chanel show in Paris. I'm sure you guys saw it. Yes. I'm sure a lot of people saw it. It was all over social media. Um, it was a very grey autumnal day in Paris, but the Grand Palais was completely decked out to to be a beach, basically complete with blue skies and actual rolling waves and sand and they even had Pamela Anderson there, <laughs> which I just thought was hilarious. They uh, never dressed. do anything half hearted, no. do they? they? Really, really don't. It was all out. It was beautiful as well. Like it was still tasteful, you know. It, it was.
2: And it was actually better than some previous like the last two previous years. Like those like lovely hints of yellow and it just mm. it made you feel warm. Absolutely. And
1: all the pieces that came down sat really nicely with it, those big sun hats and <clears throat> it was just beautiful. The whole thing was gorgeous. Um, also, a shout out to Kildare Village this week, who have been helping me, again, still get together these wedding outfits. But I've been down using their pers- personal styling service, which is just first class. They've got a lovely little area separated from everyone else where you can get teas and coffees, a bit of champagne. Um, and they basically go and do all the shopping for you and pick the most beautiful pieces that will fit your body. So, shout out to them.
2: Can we talk about wedding attire for a sec? Like, autumn Mm. and winter wedding. Like, what are you going for? Because you have such gorgeous, like, dress style anyway. It's really, really tough. I mean, to find a
1: dress that gives you that little bit of coverage that you need in a winter wedding. Like you want to feel kind of warm. You
0: do. You want sleeves. You want want sleeves,
1: yeah. But you also still want the kind of a little bit of length, but something that's kind of deep autumnal, like a nice dress. It's actually really, really tough. Diane von Furstenberg, like I said last week, has has been one I've been going to.
0: Yeah, it is tough. It's tough to find dresses for winter. But I think, you know, using a personal shopper is a really clever way of, yeah. of dealing with an occasion like that. Yeah. That's tricky to shop for. And I, sometimes I think women don't use personal shoppers enough. You know, yeah. there is no obligation to buy. Uh, you don't have to pay them. It's a free service. Exactly. It's a free service. And yeah. they know, I mean, Cleter Village is vast, but they know exactly what's in every it store. Does, yeah. yeah. So And all the stock that's available as well, and what will suit your body type. Exactly. But so even, I think that's a really clever way of, of yeah. handling that kind of tricky occasion. Yeah, it is.
2: But even if you are a confident shopper, sometimes you need to take yourself outside, like, like look from a different point of view, and to have somebody who you don't know mm. completely like unbiased, like they will tell you, that looks good, or that doesn't.
0: Mm. A fresh perspective. What were your fashion highs of the week?
2: Oh my god, okay. So I got a couple of emails at the start of the week, and um, from uh, Universal about the new film coming out Mary Queen of Scots it's out uh, January 2019 very
0: excited about oh, that I oh love a drama oh,
2: the costumes the costumes are just phenomenal they're designed by um, Oscar winner Alexandra Byrne um, who she has done previous films like um, she's actually done a lot of Marvel films oh. um, but other previous films as well uh, but the costumes are just so opulent, luxurious and Margot Robbie and Saoirse Ronan together are just like perfect class match Um, so really really excited about that Mm. Um, and then Lacoste have named um, a new creative director Louise Trotter and she's the first woman to sit at the helm of the brand amazing so I, I would say they're actually celebrating their 85th or 86th year this year so I'd say they are in for like a big shake up um, so oh, that's going to be really to exciting because, like, I think we associate like a, a brand like Lacoste with um, sportswear. Yeah, definitely. Um, but Louise Trotter has actually come from Joseph.
0: Oh, so, oh that's one of my favorite brands. Exactly.
2: Yes, and it's like minimal. It's like sophisticated. It's grown up. So I'm actually really excited to see what happens with Lacoste in 2019. Mm-hmm. Me too. How about you, Marie? Well, you know what?
0: It was a really positive week for Irish fashion. Um, I don't know if either of you saw Graeme Norton at the weekend, but um, the uh, Doctor Who actress Jodie Whittaker arrived um, on the Graeme Norton show wearing an exquisite trouser suit from Jennifer Rothwell, designed by Irish designer Jennifer Rothwell. Um, For any of you who don't know Jennifer, she is, I mean, her signature is beautiful, exquisite, vibrant, Mm -hmm. bold prints. And you know what I thought? Jodie looked so modern and fresh in this fabulous, bold trouser suit. Often, when female celebrities come on to Graham Norton Show or Jonathan Ross, you know they're often in the statement dress, mm. the the sort of the full length gown or the mini skirt because they've got amazing legs that they want to show off, which is fair enough. Um, but Jodie just looked so fresh. She arrived, you know, in this vibrant trouser suit, pair of black heels, a white top underneath. No fuss, super confident, super comfortable. And I thought it was an amazing moment for Jennifer Rothwell because Jodie absolutely owned that outfit um, and I thought I just thought well done Jennifer and um, you know she's been around for a long time she does beautiful work and it was lovely to see her get that sort of attention that kind of international attention so I thought that was that was terrific and also myself and Niamh went to an event last night the launch of Landa Bags which is a new Irish brand and it was really impressive um, mm-hmm. it's the brainchild of this lovely uh, Argentinian woman who who has been living in Ireland for 18 years and whose husband is Irish. But it was a beautiful product. I was so impressed. And I don't see handbags that I really want to buy very often, I must admit. I'm I'm not a sort of a mad handbag person. I don't go around department stores thinking, I want that, I want that. But this this product was beautiful. It was, um, you know, made from buttersoft leather. They're all artisan techniques um, and really good styles and a really, really clever USP for this brand is that within each of the bags, there is what looks like a, like a I guess a bag. like a mini bag or yeah. a wallet, as you would see in a lot of totes and mm. shoppers, but actually it opens up into either a gym bag or a, a shopper.
2: Oh wow! It was so so, so great, yeah, Brandy.
0: really clever and. It's probably hard to visualise what I'm explaining there, Um, but actually if you go onto the website and have a look, you'll see, um, or actually onto Instagram, um, you'll have a look. But I really wanted to give them a shout out because it's a beautiful new Irish brand, Mm. really good quality, really good price point. um, And I just, I felt it was a really positive week for Irish design. Which leads us to our topic of the day, which is confidence (laughs) from clothes. Mm. Um, And the first thing that I want to actually ask you guys is, I know for me, there is one particular piece or style of clothing that always makes me feel like my best self. And I was wondering if you guys have anything in particular. Niamh?
2: Yes, I am drawn to hats. I am a hat person. I am my best self when I have a hat on my head. Um, And I I don't really know where it came from. Um, I love the idea of, I don't know, like peacocking in a way or, um, you know, it it finishes my outfit off. Actually, in in all honesty, I sometimes think about my hat before I think about what uh, what other clothes I'm going to put on my body.
0: That's the first time I've ever heard a woman say that. It's
2: so bizarre. (laughs) I I don't know. So I, I bought my first hat three years ago um, and I've always been quite self-conscious about my head because I have a pea head. I have a small head by nature so to put something on it to give it more onus seems completely alien uh, but it makes me feel so, I don't know, powerful and tall because obviously I'm quite short um, but I bought my first one from just from High Street three years ago and I it was just under like 50 euros and I thought that was so much money to spend on a hat because I'd never won a hat before and I just put it on and it was like you know, the lights lit up and the angels sang. And I just, I felt great. So then after that, I actually invested and ended up getting three more hats made by an Irish milliner, Anthony Peto. Um, and they're my pride and joy. And they sit in my room and I just, I, I feel happy when I look at them. I feel happy when I wear them. And it's, it's just, it's lovely feeling. Dominique, I love that. It's a great story. I don't story. think anyone
1: wears hats. Like, not enough wear women hats. wear hats, and I do. I, I do love you in a hat. Like <laughs> you really, it makes a big statement when you wear a hat. It looks but beautiful. That's, like, I
2: don't do it to like, oh, she's wearing a hat. Like, notion, oh, no. who does she think she is, Mary from down the street? But it's not that. It's it's almost like. I, I kind of feel invincible when I have a hat on. Mm, but That's nice. Yeah, it it is a nice feeling. But you're right, not enough people wear hats. I'm going
1: out to buy a hat tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, with me, I suppose
1: it's different. I like I like Through my different stages of my life, I've had different items that have kind of given me confidence. Um, certainly when I was in school, I just didn't have any confidence in my dressing at all. My clothes were just like a copy and paste of whatever, you know, the cool girls were wearing. O'Neill's was... The, the main kind of theme um. but it was when I went to college that I really found confidence through my clothes I just suddenly developed this passion and loved it because I was in art college and um, everybody kind of was so individual and you could really do whatever you wanted and nobody would bat an eyelid you know there was mad people dressing all sorts of crazy ways. It's a great space to to find yourself sartorially, isn't it? Art College, I would imagine. Oh, it's just, it's such a cliche, but it was so freeing and and fab. I like had this, I got this dark um, uh, bit dyed through my hair and oh, I used to wear Dominique. these like I know, I know. <laughs> wild and <laughs> uh, I used to wear these kind of like hippie kind of dresses that were quite short and then big boots and hair bands and um, really oversized flannel shirts that I'd make into little dresses and I used to cut things a lot and like sew and I just loved it And I think that was a really nice kind of ground as well to develop personal style and figure out what you actually liked and what you felt comfortable in. And then I suppose the next stage was when I got my first proper job and that was totally different again. That I remember so clearly to this day buying my first white shirt and blazer and a pair of high heel black boots and i was the boss like i i just felt so powerful and grown up and like this was the beginning of the rest of my life you know um and still to this day if i wear a really nice crisp white shirt with a pair of high heels i feel like you know i can i can do this i can take whatever is on today um and but now i suppose even moving forward again i actually feel the most confident and comfortable in my clothes when i'm like almost on the weekends and now i'm like Confident in my leggings, you know, and my jumper. That's
2: (laughs) That's an amazing point
0: to reach, though, in your life. And I I think we we kind of all agree on that, don't we? That, um, I mean, certainly for me, my week is is so much about clothes. And to a certain extent, you're on show a little bit, going to events. And, you know, what I wear every day is very important. And at the weekend, I almost love to feel invisible. Mm. I, you know, leggings or baggy jeans or whatever. I'm so low-key at the weekend. And it doesn't affect my confidence, yeah, because I guess I've reached a point in my life where I know I can do clothes, I know how to dress, um, and I've built enough confidence through that to be able to just go go without the looks at yeah. the weekend, you yeah. know,
2: I'm the same like I come home every day, and like everything just comes off mm. like. I just get into the baggiest ugliest pair of whatever I have lying around probably on the floor drawer somewhere but <laughs> I it, it's it's like but I don't feel like I'm taking my armor off I just feel like it's a different it's an extension of of my day self I don't know it's it's the comfortable version of
0: Yeah no I agree cuz I I love to wear men's pajamas <laughs> in the <laughs> evening if that's not yeah, too same. much information <laughs> No no um, they're just so cozy and that's you know in the depths of winter when I go home That's what I put on and I feel as much myself in them as I do in in my in my outfits. But
1: I can remember a time where I wouldn't feel confident if I was like going to the shop in my kind of house leggings. I totally agree.
0: Yes, I used to be
1: like that too. Whereas now I'm like no, I feel great. Like, if you know, and it's not it's not your kind of pajamas that I'm going to the shop in, but like a nice pair of leggings and a nice hoodie. And I'm like, you know, I really do feel confident in that. I feel like cozy and comfortable. And I think I'm actually now, as I get older, starting to equate comfort and confidence a lot more. Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's a really good point. You know, yeah. um, which which I definitely didn't before. Almost the opposite when I was growing up, it was like. You, you, the more uncomfortable you were the more fashion you felt you probably were you, you were, you, were. <laughs> you know what i
0: mean and i always find it funny now to look at younger girls in those you know high heels that are impossible to walk in yeah. with the short skirt and it it they look uncomfortable yeah. they probably feel fabulous yeah
2: and they look fabulous and they yeah they absolutely do <laughs> they
0: just they just don't look comfortable Yeah, and
2: dominique you mentioned that when you started dressing differently you didn't have much confidence but then you dressed in a way that almost garnered mm. more attention to you? Yeah. Well, I was always, like,
1: was terrible admission to make, but I'm always a bit of an attention seeker. And I certainly was when I was in college. And I used clothes to kind of get attention, to kind of, you know, start conversations, to be able to wear something mad and be able to go up to people and use that as a kind of a conversation starter. Mm. Um And I I loved it. I loved being able to do that, to communicate with people without saying anything, just through my clothes. Um, But it's changed again as I've gotten older. I don't need to shout and scream so much anymore.
2: But isn't that amazing that college gave you the opportunity to be able to express yourself like that as well?
0: But I've always actually been the complete opposite. I've always used clothes to almost um, shield myself from people or to um, remove myself from people or to make myself... I know this sounds awful, but almost to make myself a little bit unapproachable because I'm an introvert, because I would never consider myself to be a people person. I'm, I'm, I'm not outgoing like you are at all. So, I clothes have always been, as I said in our first podcast, they have always been my armor. Mm. And yes, they allow me to do the intimidating, scary things that I sometimes have to do. But also, I, I definitely used it as a as a defense shield um, to. It sounds odd, but almost so that people would wouldn't interact with me. Yeah, <laughs> which I know that sounds absolutely bizarre, but certainly when I was young, I think that was it. You know, you you create what can seem like an intimidating facade, mm. and you feel safe.
1: Yeah, you feel safe. I don't think people. it sounds bizarre at all. Well. I think that sounds like it totally makes sense. I reckon a lot of people use fashion as that as a way to kind of. It's almost we're both doing the same thing, though, communicating to our clothes, like you're communicating to your clothes like this is me, so we don't need to talk about it. You can see that this is me. (laughs) That's exactly. Whereas I'm like, this
0: is me. Come on, let's
2: talk about (laughs) it. You know,
0: we're both doing. You're like a puppy. I'm like a cat.
2: (laughs) What am I? The turtle in the middle. (laughs) Actually, Marie, what is your piece that gives you most confidence? Yeah. So funnily enough, and I guess it
0: probably ties in to some extent with with my personality and the fact that I'm an introvert and and quite low key. Jeans, denim, has always been the thing that has given me the most confidence. And I know a lot of women would consider jeans to be a throw on. Mm. Uh, I don't want to think about what I'm going to wear. I'm going to throw on a pair of jeans. And I have never looked on jeans as a throw on. And it's not that I dress jeans up particularly, but it's just I have to feel like my best self to wear jeans. And then when I wear them, I, they amplify that because I have I probably have a strange relationship with denim and and. A- probably ties in with what we were talking about last week this the, the sort of need to be thin that I had when I was younger so I won't wear jeans unless I'm unless I feel like my body is in good shape and that I'm I'm kind of proud of of my body and how mm. it looks but then when I put a pair of jeans on I feel like a rock star I feel like my best self and my one of my earliest fashion memories as an adult was um going into Harvey Nichols in London and buying my first pair of designer denim and I don't know if you guys remember You probably don't. But I guess the first really high profile um, designer denim brand was was a brand called Earl Jeans. So this would have been around about 2000, 2001. Mm. And, you know, all the cool people were wearing them. All the cool women were wearing them. But there was no logo on them at all. Wow. So you could only identify them if you were kind of in that club. You really were in the know. Which, <laughs> of course, when you're in your 20s, you desperately want to, <laughs> be, in want to be in that club. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll pay money you don't have to go to Harvey Nichols and buy the overpriced jeans to be in that club. So I remember going to Harvey Nichols with my boyfriend at the time. I'd had my hair cut short. I bought, you know, these pair of Earl jeans. The sales assistant wrapped them up beautifully. I walked out with my Harvey Nichols bag with my boyfriend. So
3: and I just thought,
0: I am going to rule the world, <laughs> and I always felt amazing in those jeans. And I, it, it began a definite designer denim habit. Mm. Um, you know, seven for all mankind. Um, what else? Um, Paige, J Brand. You know, yeah. I, you know, I had them all. Until the recession came when I had to rein myself in. And then I discovered that actually there's really great jeans on the high street as well. But but it, is, mm-hmm. it I have a strange relationship with denim. It absolutely makes me feel like my best self. Um, but I have to f- be feeling pretty good to, to even look at them in the first place. And un- unlike most women, I can go for a year without ever putting a pair of jeans on wow. if I don't feel good. Wow, And actually I've only started wearing jeans again in the last couple of months and I think I hadn't worn them since probably the end of last year.
2: Mm. But you don't just go for a regular like mom style or or vintage fit or straight cut. Your jeans always have just a, a point of difference to them whether they're like maybe a kick flare or a high rise or there's like always something flare. i don't
0: know i have i have a you know i have a, a huge selection of too many pairs of jeans like most of us to be fair um you know i have the skinnies i have the kick flare um i have the crop i love the flare um but it's yeah it's just interesting my relationship with denim is is definitely layered it's so um, funny cuz
1: i think very few women would have would pick like for their confidence item a pair of jeans I really think that if you kind of surveyed a hundred women I reckon you'd only get one or two yeah Mm. I almost
0: wear a dress when I'm not when I'm you know I'm almost sort of um, not myself in a dress yeah. Because I'll be covering something up generally if I'm wearing a dress. Now, not not always, but, you know, occasionally I, I'll put on a fantastic dress for an event and that would be brilliant. But sort of if I wear dresses day to day, I tend to be sort of like covering up a little yeah. bit and hiding a little bit. I find
1: dresses just really comfy. Actually. They are. And, easy, and like easy. You don't have
0: to think so much. It's that one they item, you absolutely know. Absolutely are. Pair tights and a dress and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Um, Sometimes I get bored with dresses though, because I need to layer and I need to pull together separates because that's what I get a kick out of, is just uh, mixing and matching separates. Yeah, much more fun. And that gives me a lot of confidence as well. So I'm really interested to know what Ingrid Hoey is going to say about confidence and fashion, because to be honest, I look at Ingrid and think she's tall, slim, attractive, and I wonder, does she even need fabulous clothes to feel confident? Because she looks so amazing. So I'm really intrigued to see what she has to say about this topic. Me too. You're listening to Smart Casual Image's first fashion podcast in partnership with Kildare Village So I'm here today with stylist Ingrid Hoey to talk all things fashion. For those of you who may not know of Ingrid, she is Literally Ireland's premier, foremost celebrity stylist. Although she's done many, many other interesting things as well, which we're going to find out a little bit more about today. Um, So Ingrid, welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm great, it's lovely to have you here. So first of all, I just want to talk to you a little bit about your background because actually you're known as a celebrity stylist for sure. Um, But what really interested me is that you began as a menswear buyer how does that come about
3: I know um, I started work um, I think it's illegal at 15 and um, (laughs) I had a part time job in FX Kelly which was uh, for those who don't remember it many moons ago it was like a premium menswear store on Grafton Street and um, the owner Martin Kelly he was I mean, in hindsight now, he was amazing. He had all of the big labels before anyone else in Ireland had them. He had Armani, Xenia, Boss, Replay, Jeans. Like, he was incredible. He he was a great visionary and he he really did know his stuff. Um, so I started working there part-time when I was 15 and um, I was still in school and I loved it. I really wanted to work and I was like, I really want to do this. So I got a job in there. I was thrilled with myself. And work always felt like fun. It was probably the most fun job I ever, ever had. Um, and so I stayed with him all through college. I stayed working there and then uh, I start being brought on the buying trips. So I was probably 18 going over to London um, buying for Armani, Hugo Boss, um you know, it was a, it was a brilliant experience, and you know you would be responsible for looking at the budgets and the sell throughs, and you know what percentage went into sales and what percent. So it was a lot of experience, huge amount of experience.
0: That's an incredible job to have at eighteen.
3: I know I kind of fell into it though, um, but I loved it. I really loved it, and I loved giving my input. It was quite a like a boutiquey feel to the shop. So a lot of the customers you would know, they would have accounts there. So you would almost buy with people in mind, you know, um, which is probably where the styling thing almost started as such. Sure. Um, And then you'd have, I remember, like, the likes of um, (laughs) Boyzone would come in and they'd be uh, looking for, like, a look for the Irma Awards or something. So you'd have to, you know, dress the whole lot of them. And then, um, like, you had, you know, Liam Gallagher and Patsy Kensett come in, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, Eric Clapton. So from a very young age... You were, uh, no, not that I was styling all these people, but you would, I suppose, see that whole. That world. Yeah. And and um, and I loved it.
0: And I guess it gave you a familiarity with it. Yeah. That
3: most of us don't have at that age. That's true. And maybe um, because you were susceptible to it so young, it almost took away that thing of, Oh my god, there's somebody you know, yes. you kind of it was just the your job. thing. Yeah, it was almost just your job. So you just you just did what you had to do to get that person what they wanted in their clothes and then they leave happy and you've done a good job, job or done. Yeah. So um yeah, and then from there, um I trained with Xenia in made to measure for menswear, um which was great as well. It was it was quite intricate and Did you like menswear? Loved menswear. I find that really yeah. interesting
0: that you were yeah. involved in menswear for so long. Yeah. You're, you know, so feminine. Yeah. Um, and I find that really interesting because as well, when I think about your style, I think your style is quite eclectic. You can mm-hmm. pull off the most um, beautifully feminine floral dress mm-hmm. and you can wear, you know, boyish separates like mm-hmm. no one else. So you, you have mm-hmm. all of Thank those you. facets to to your personal style. Um, but do you think menswear informed your style more than perhaps it seems, it appears?
3: Um, Do you know, it probably did. Um, And I remember one time um, they were doing a shoot for the Irish Times, the FX Kelly, and um, actually Amanda Byron was the model. Now, this was like back in Brian Beru's days, you know. (laughs) And um, we kind of came up with the idea of why don't we put Amanda in the men's suits? And we did a shoot around her wearing, like, menswear. I know it maybe doesn't sound that...
0: Innovative now, now. But, yes, but at the time, then. no
3: one really did that. You know, yeah. and a lot of the men's wear shoots were quite stuffy and shirts and ties and a briefcase maybe in their hand. You know, sure. this kind of thing. And she was this very kind of sexy girl and she just wore the suit and nothing underneath it. And so, yeah, it probably did, in a way, uh, influence maybe even my personal style because I would have worn... A lot of the clothes from the store myself. Like I would have worn men's jeans and men's shirts. And because you got them like at great discount. And so you make them work. (laughs) (laughs) You make it work because you know, you're like, well, I'm getting this many pair of jeans for like nothing. So I'll just, I'll wear them. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I think it probably did. I think you're probably right. Yeah. And
0: also, I wonder occasionally, very kind women say to me oh Marie you mm. can wear anything mm. um, which is completely untrue and the only reason they think that is because I don't wear anything I wear the things I know really suit me yeah. and I wonder is there anything you feel you can't pull off any sort of style that you think no nah, that's not for me because again I yeah. would see you as being very eclectic and I would see you as someone who can literally you know you are a clothes horse I would see you as literally someone who can, who can carry off anything but do you feel yourself there are certain looks that like
3: that's not for me I'm not going there Well, first of all, that's extremely kind of you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm not a very sexy dresser. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not the kind of person that would put on, like, a bralette and a really short skirt and feel comfortable at all. Um, Not that I don't like to be feminine, I do. But um, probably something really sexy, I would feel really unsexy in. (laughs) But it's, it's interesting because...
0: I think you look really sexy today because, but modern sexy okay. because you're wearing a fabulous pair of high-waisted leather trousers and you have these gorgeous stiletto boots on mm. but with a lovely low-key knit. Yeah. And that to me is really modern sexy. Yeah, and I, think I you, agree. You pulled yeah. pull that off really well.
3: Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, that's probably my vision of... Your version of sexy. Yeah, yeah, as in, yeah, I, yeah. So I suppose anything very... um. Low and tight is not for me. Not for me either. No, it's just not for me.
0: And tell me a little bit. I mean, you are known as a celebrity stylist, mm-hmm. and your client list is is vast and varied, It includes uh, Laura Whitmore, uh, Amy Huberman, Sharon
3: Core. What is it like to be a celebrity stylist? Um, I kind of hate the term celebrity anyway. Apologies. You know? No, I, I don't mean that. I don't mean that for you. I mean in general. I hate. You know. I feel. Um uh i don't know maybe it just yeah it's just me it doesn't sit well but no of course that's you work with celebrities so that's what you do i don't know i kind of again it kind of happened in a really funny way so um how i actually then got into personal styling so i finished my college degree i left fx kelly and i thought oh now i have to get a i have to get a job in a in a marketing office and i went to work in um a car firm for years, and I was a marketing manager for a large firm in Ireland for a large car brand. Um, and then I had my second daughter, uh, who's now eleven, and I thought, Do you know, I really love clothes. Why the hell am I doing this? So I set up a website. I hadn't got one, cu- one customer, client, nothing. I handed back my car keys and handed in my notice, and. I just, like... Brave? I had nothing yet, or stupid, I'm not sure which. And then um, one day I was in town, this is kind of funny, and I was dropping back clothes to the shop and um, Amy Huberman was in the store and um, she was just kind of chit-chat, you know, silly chat. I didn't know her, she didn't know me, we were kind of just silly chit-chat. And I was like, oh, they're really nice jeans you have on, blah, 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 whatever. And then I got home and I was like... Feck it! I'll send her a Facebook message and say to her, would you like me to help you find something for the IFTIS? And she came back and was like, oh, brilliant, because I'm filming and I actually don't have five minutes. That would be amazing. And that was that was kind of my first client and how it came about. So like what you were saying, how, how does it feel to be a celebrity? I don't know, because it kind of just started that way almost. Yeah, sure. And then, and you have
0: really you have quite close relationships with 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 these women, don't yeah. you? I mean, I think they've you've formed friendships with them really now yeah. over the years. So I guess to you, they're not celebrities; they're they're friends. They're the, working
3: women who are friends. Yeah, they're women that lots of them that like Laura Whitmore and, and Sharon Core and stuff would and Amy would be good friends of mine. Um, they're women I would hugely admire, like for for their work ethic, for their brains. Yeah. Um, and just their whole, you know, I suppose their achievements. But yeah, it's funny. I think when you're doing a job like this, you are working very closely with someone and, you know, they do let you into all their insecurities. Of course, they have to, don't they? So that you can do your job. Exactly. So I suppose it is a kind of close working relationship. So I suppose from that naturally, sometimes, not all the time, comes a nice friendship, which is a bonus as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is lovely
0: and you i mean you do a lot more than than star celebrities you've worked on ad campaigns you MC events all the time um you know you work behind the scenes on shows like the voice mm-hmm. um is there one job that you particularly enjoy doing or do you, do you love them all i mean it's a it's a lovely varied way to work mm-hmm. i imagine
3: and and do you get the same satisfaction from from all of those different jobs i do i think um i think i'm lucky because there are so many different branches as such that I'm involved in. Um, and I love styling uh, people that I have a relationship with. I think I think that's... Um, it's almost... It's more organic, you know, because you know you get them, they get you. Sure. They, they trust you that, that you're not going to, you know, pull out something hideous and yeah. tell them it looks amazing. Um but i also love the the stuff i do the young conversations with um and i've done it with some lovely people um that you have these brilliant chats with about their lives whether yeah. they're designers or you know whatever it might be or or authors or whatever um and i think that is a lovely element to have too because i love chatting to people yeah. i love getting to know people anyway mm. so it's a privilege to be able to do that call it your job as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know. And you,
0: I mean, you do get to meet incredible people, don't you, yeah. all the time? Yeah. I mean, which is a really amazing way to work. Because yeah. Because you're is. constantly learning as well.
3: And as they, giving. Yeah. And I think you're constantly feeling like you should up your game mm. and you should Which is a really
0: good, a really good frame of mind to be in, I think, when, uh, you know, in terms of work.
3: I think we all need to, don't I we? Agree. Everyone yeah, needs to. You can't to. be
0: complacent. No one no, can. No.
3: I think no matter what you do, you have to keep reinventing yourself or upskilling yourself or um, just, you know, opening your eyes to different experiences and different things. And even if they, which often they do, and they terrify me sometimes. And I get that imposter syndrome Mm. where you feel like, Mm. what the hell am I doing this Mm. for? Am I mad? I can't do this. Um, But I think everyone should feel like that. Every so often because it gives you that kind of kick in the it, in the bum yeah, to go, it, OK, no, I, I can do it. Sure. And it, it gives you the adrenaline that you need, doesn't it? Mm. Actually, just And actually, interestingly,
0: so, you know, our topic today was confidence from clothes. And in our first podcast, I remember saying that, you know, for me, clothes, you know, are absolutely my armour. I couldn't. Um, you know, come and do a podcast. Now, I must qualify and say that I'm dressed down today. I'm in a... You look amazing. Oh, you're so Stop. kind. I'm in a big, <laughs> chunky cardigan and trainers because it's been a really busy week. But certainly for the first podcast, as Neve said, we were kind of in our Sunday best. Um, but generally for me to do the jobs that I need to do, to go and do an event, um, to, you know, to to do a podcast, any of those things, clothes are my armour and I need them. I need them to give myself that confidence. And do you feel the same? Is is that what clothes do for you? I mean, because I, I know this sounds ridiculous, but, I you know, y- you are, you know, model-like in, in, in your figure and your appearance. And um, I guess I would look at you and think you wouldn't need it as much as I do. You wouldn't need the outfits as much as I do to go and
3: do those jobs. But is it the same for you? Oh, my God, absolutely. Um, I think they help you... F- kind of form your identity and it's almost you know it's almost like this element I suppose for you and myself in fashion but it's it's an element of your job almost as well. Mm, certainly. Um, you know like of course there's days where I'm at home and I'm just hanging out with the kids and doing normal stuff and whatever and they're not days I would maybe overly think about what I'm wearing you know it, it would just be something comfy and practical but for work Absolutely. I think it gives me a bit of confidence if I feel like I'm dressed, you know, almost not a powerful way, but it does give you that boost, I think, mentally where you go, okay, one thing is done. I look the part. I'm able to do what I'm about to do, but at least I look as if I can. Yeah. (laughs) And then it does set you up almost for For either what you have to do or for the day. And I know myself, I don't know if you feel this way. But if I'm having one of those days where I'm home and it's a pretty crappy day and I'm not really up to anything and I just maybe throw on a crappy pair of bottoms and a jumper and no makeup or something, you do feel a bit shitty for the day, you know? Yeah. Um, Not that I'd go around in ball gowns at home, but I think if you get up and put your face on and yeah. whatever that might be, whether that's just a slick of lipstick and a bit of mascara sure. and a really nice jumper and a yeah, pair of jeans. Yeah, good blow dryer, whatever. Yeah, whatever it is for you, you know, Um, I think it does... For me, anyway, obviously I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but it does give me a better mental state mm. if I if I feel like I'm a little bit put together. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Know. I know
0: I've said this before that, you know, on mornings when I maybe have something ahead of me, something challenging mm. or tricky, you know, I get up in the morning and I look at myself and I think, oh, good God, mm. how am I going to do this? Mm. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, the face goes on, the clothes yeah. come out and then it's like, I can do this. You can do it, yeah. So.
3: And I did go through um, kind of, an identity crisis uh, situation. I remember after I had my first daughter, um, Freya, she's 14 now. Um, I was kind of one of the first out of our whole group of friends to have a child. It was kind of young at the time to have a child or whatever. Um, but I remember I had come from working in an office to being an at-home mum. And I had worked like more or less all my life since I was 15. And I remember I got up in the morning and I actually didn't know who I was or what to wear, you know, because I came from wearing kind of almost suits and quite, uh, what would you say, like traditional office wear, let's say, right? So you had your work kind of outfits and, you know, you wore your black suit and you wore a shirt underneath and you wore your high heels and whatever it was. Then suddenly I was at home. They weren't going to work at home. Like they were rubbish for at home. I couldn't, you know. Yeah. And I did, uh, I'd say for about a year, completely lose myself and that I didn't know. Not that I lost myself. I mean, I still got up, got washed, got dressed, got on with life. I don't mean that. But I mean, I didn't actually know wh- what people wore when they were at yeah. home all day. And how do you find your power Yeah, within that space? Yeah, exactly. Through clothes. Through clothes. And it's it's hard. It's much more
0: difficult because, like you say, the, the office dress code is prescriptive to a yeah. certain
3: extent. Mm-hmm. At
0: home, it's not. Mm-hmm. Anything goes. But is that a good thing?
3: You see exactly and I think because I had been working since I was so young I was always so used to getting dressed and going out the door and being like you know like you say having your armour on and getting up and getting out and then suddenly I was kind of at home and you might be maybe going for a walk in the park or you might be you know life was at a different pace Yeah. so it took me a while and that was probably when I start thinking about um, getting back into the styling because I was thinking I can't be the only a woman who feels this kind of, you know, when they have a baby who feels like they lose their identity slightly. Um, So, yeah, I think in that sense, you can have a really positive relationship with your wardrobe, but you can also have this word. Absolutely. Ah! I think we've kind of all gone through those phases,
0: depending on where your life is at at any particular time. Exactly. But I've described your style here. I mean, I talk about you as being quite eclectic and, and being able to pull every sort of look. But I'm wondering, how would you describe your
3: personal style? Um, I think it's changed a lot, you know. I think, um, like, when I was younger, I don't know if you ever felt like this, but you sometimes go, I'm going to be Kate Moss today. Absolutely. I (laughs) I was Kate Moss several times in my 20s. And you go, I'm actually going to be Kate Moss today. And you you get up and you put on what you think is Kate Moss. But I'm not Kate Moss. And then, you know, another day it could be, I don't know who, you know, whatever today I'm going to be Alexa Chung or whatever and you're going through all these people going it's like you know stars in their eyes tonight Matthew I'm <laughs> going to be um, and then I think as you get older you get a lot more comfortable in just wearing what you love so my style is probably changed from being copying completely people to you know to being quite like I know what I like now I know what suits me I know what doesn't suit me Um but I still like to think I still have that interest in playing with fashion and... Experimenting. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't always work. And sometimes you look back and go, what in God's name <laughs> was I actually on that morning? But should you know what? I, I've said it all along and I always say it, like, I think fashion should be fun. I think sometimes people take it a bit too, too seriously. seriously. Yeah. Um, like, we're not saving lives. You know what I mean? Um, and... Yeah, I think it's important just to take it that way. So what if, you know, if you go out and you look a bit shit, but you feel great, so what? That's great. Well, absolutely. Because yeah, ultimately, know? if you feel great, you're going to have a great time. You're going to have
0: a great time. You might look like a rock star and feel terrible and the night will be a write-off. Exactly. So I think you're absolutely right yeah. in that way. I think women would love to know, Ingrid, mm-hmm. um, what your favourite
3: labels are. Your kind of go-to labels. They change all the time. It's so funny. Like, um, I love finding a label. Like, you know that you kind of discover something and you go, oh, I love this. And you don't want to tell anyone about that label almost. (laughs) Yeah, I can identify with that. (laughs) Yeah, you know when you find something and you're like,
2: this is really good. I
3: don't think anyone knows about it. Um, I found, which I'm going to actually now destroy, but I found a label recently called Marais Paris. It was ages ago before she launched and uh, the girl is Camille Germain and her mom is Tara Germain. Ah, yes, of course. It. And I did an interview with Tara a few years ago and uh, her daughter Camille was over and we got on really well and kind of just kept in touch very loosely on Instagram, you know, chit chat, whatever. And then uh, she contacted me and she, this was... Kind of at the end of March and said, I'm launching in, a- uh, in April a new label. And I'd love you just to take a look at the lookbook and let me know what you think. So um she sent it over to me and I was like, oh, my God, I love everything. And it's very rare that happens, mm. especially on a first drop from Absolutely. a new label, you know, because they're trying to find their feet as well. But I loved everything. And um I start wearing that recently. That's kind of my new um my new baby which i love and i think she's really going to grow that label it's it's a really strong one
0: fantastic yeah. it's really interesting because um just on, on that subject you knew about So london <laughs> before anybody else in ireland knew about So london and i remember i found out about it through you through amy huberman through mm. you because you introduced amy to it i mean this is a couple of years ago mm. way before it, they had any presence mm-hmm. um, and I'm intrigued and obviously okay you've explained how you came across this new mm. label but I'm kind of intrigued are you constantly researching reading about fashion or how do you how do you unearth these really interesting new labels
3: um, I found out about the rixo one actually it, there was um, I love the Sunday Times Style Magazine and that would be something I would read every week I really love that mag I think it's great and at the very very back of it there was um, a picture of Millie Macintosh and she had on this amazing, I can still see the picture. It was like a burnt orange kind of patterned, almost like a vintage style dress. And I was like, that is the most beautiful thing I've seen in, I don't know how long. And I searched and, you know, right at the fold of the page, sometimes yes. they do the in credits the in like, yes. you can't even see it. You yeah. really need a magnifying glass to get in and have a look. And I saw Rick's own. I was like, never heard of them. So then I went on to our good friend Instagram and found them. And yeah, they didn't have a... Pre- they weren't stocked in Ireland. They weren't stocked in Selfridges or anything no, like No, they were they Just were.
0: online, weren't they, I think, at that stage? Yeah, well,
3: actually, they were over recently and I was having this conversation with them. Um, so I got in touch and said, I really love your um, line. And they were being all, oh, thank you for contacting Rick so blah, blah, blah. But they told me afterwards they were working from their sitting room. Oh, so, yes. yeah. So when I was emailing, I thought I was, you know, getting into the... And, and and Henrietta was telling me, no, we were literally like on the couch trying to figure it all out. And trying to sound terribly professional. Trying to sound professional. <laughs> like the customer service agent yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, and then I just started working with them and... um. And then from there, yeah, they I mean, they're incredible now. They've grown oh into they, I mean, an empire. Yeah, and of course, one of the founders is Irish, which mm, is amazing as which well. Which is lovely, Orly, yeah.
0: So final question for you today, yep. Ingrid. Style icons. Who Style are
3: yours? Style icons.
0: I'm always fascinated to hear. Yeah,
3: no, me too. I always ask people that question. Um, Kate Bosworth is, like, I've loved her for for so long. Her makeup, her hair, like, oh, the, she always, the, the entire
0: look is always so beautifully pulled together. The balance between the hair, the dress, the earrings, you know, fluidity, strength, you know, it, it just, it's perfection. It's
3: perfect, yeah. is it? Like, everything about her aesthetic is mm. amazing. Mm. Agreed. I um, think she always looks super clean, but yes, you know, not clean as in she washes herself, but her, <laughs> <laughs> she looks that too. But her lines are always quite, yeah. there's never too much fuss or too much, you know, but yes enough to make a statement. She would probably be uh, number one and someone I love a huge amount as well is Pandora Sykes. Yes. Um, I just think she is like I've I've followed her for years, but then uh, she, before she was even writing for the Sunday Times, and then when she start writing for the Sunday Times like that, you would be yeah going, oh my, what's she wearing? And you you know you'd be dying to say I love her writing as she's well. She's a super writer. Yeah, she, she is. She's she's a bit of a star. She's a very smart yeah. lady, but her look, I love her look. Mm. She can be like that, overly like really really glam, and then super relaxed. And Lucy Williams is another girl. Oh. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I really like her. She's kind of like a tomboyish almost. Um, but I love like the way she always just looks almost undone. Yeah. And like she literally didn't overthink anything. That's um, a very
0: endearing and kind of attractive quality, isn't yeah. it? That I didn't try too hard.
3: Yeah. But yet I look this good. Yeah, it's kind of one everyone wants isn't it tough one to pull off (laughs) yeah you can look as if you have literally just not tried
0: Ingrid thank you so much for joining us today it's always a pleasure to see you and it was a real pleasure chatting to you today thanks a million
3: thank you so much for having me I really enjoyed it
0: So for our 20s, 40s challenge this week, um, we chose a lilac shirt dress from um, Diva in Dublin. Neve, how did you find this challenge?
2: Uh, all over it. Absolutely love it because I am all about the layering. And... Um, I would not naturally be drawn to buy a shirt dress because I'm I'm not as tall as you. So I find that anything that cuts me at the mid length or or lower just makes me look a bit stumpy. Um, but what I did is I actually opened up the shirt dress fully and used it more as like a like an open shirt or kimono. And what I did then was I layered that over a pair of high-waisted leather trousers and um a high neck high sleeve shirt and kind of brought it all together with this beautiful vintage belt that I have for many many years and I really really felt confident in it like I absolutely loved it and um, the colour especially like those really rich lilacs and there's a bit of burgundy there's a gorgeous like floral print to it as well Um, just made me feel really confident and it was lovely it's a lovely transitional piece. Well I was
0: actually horrified by the colour initially because lilac is my least favourite colour ever. It slightly makes me feel nauseous when I look at it and I think when I wear it I look like I'm nauseous. I really don't think it works with my my pale skin tone. So so this was a big challenge for me because I actually loved the piece but I was just really nervous about the colour. But what I did, how I got around that was by pairing it with really rich burgundies uh, which suit me really well. So I paired it with a pair of uh, cropped burgundy trousers and actually what I loved about the crop was that it's always interesting to play with proportions in an outfit. So the shirt dress was midi. The trousers were cropped. Mm-hmm. It's it, there's kind of a nice play on on proportions there. Um, and I put a burgundy patterned headband on just to to give my face some colour. So I actually think it worked in the end, but uh, definitely out of my comfort zone with
2: lilac. Well, you wouldn't have thought it, but if you want to have a look, you can go to imagee slash fashion and you can check it out. <laughs>
1: This episode of Smart Casual was brought to you in collaboration with Kildare Village. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes.